Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. Now, Caleb had a lot going against him. One of the meanings of his name was dog. <laughs> How would you like to have a name like that? But he had the determination of a bulldog. He was determined to follow God wholeheartedly, completely, with all of his heart. His life was focused on God. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and feet Today, Pastor Ed will be encouraging us to follow the godly example of a man named Caleb. It is said of Caleb in the book of Joshua that he wholly followed the Lord. What an amazing reputation to be known for, to be someone that wholeheartedly and steadfastly followed God. As a Christian, you are called to represent the character of Jesus to this world so that they would hear you out when you preach the gospel to them. What is your reputation among others? Can it be said of you that you wholly follow the Lord? Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message entitled, living out our faith. Building in faith. Joshua chapter 14. This morning the title of my message is Living Out Our Faith. Living Out Our Faith. From Joshua chapter 14, verse 6. Now the men of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal. And Caleb, son of Junith the Kenizzite, said to him, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God at Kadesh Barnea, about you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land. And I brought him back a report according to my convictions. But my brothers who went up with me, made the hearts of the people melt with fear. I, however, follow the Lord my God wholeheartedly. So on that day Moses swore to me, the land on which you set your feet and have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever, because you follow the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years. Since the time he said to this Moses, while Israel moved about in the desert, so here I am today, 85 years old. I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Now, Give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard them, that the Anakites were there, and their cities were large and fortified. But the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. Then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and gave him Hebron as his inheritance. He's one of my great heroes in the Old Testament. Caleb. Now, 
Caleb had a lot going against him. One of the meanings of his name was dog. Now, how would you like to have a name like that? But he had the determination of a bulldog. He was determined to follow God wholeheartedly, completely, with all of his heart. His life was focused on God. There were a lot of things that would have distracted him, caused him to look here, look there, look back here, go this way, go that way, just like today. There are a lot of things that pull at our lives. But Caleb was fully, completely focused on God. Wholeheartedly, he followed the Lord. Now that term is used three times in Joshua 14. But it's used three other times in the Old Testament. Six times the Word of God says that Joshua followed God wholeheartedly. Not half-hearted commit, not 99%, 100%. Now someone who follows God wholeheartedly has 20-20 vision. They can see life clearly. They could make good decisions. And that characterized the life of Caleb. Now, Caleb wasn't Moses, nor was he Joshua. He wasn't high up in the echelons of Israel. It's easy sometimes when you're top gun to make sure you're following the Lord wholeheartedly. It's easy at that, but when you're not exactly in the forefront. Caleb didn't matter about the position that he had, the prominence that was his. He was determined to follow God wholeheartedly. I believe that that wholehearted devotion to God was a reflection of his faith in God. Because faith in God always equates with commitment to God. Or put another way, faith in God always issues in faithfulness to God. And Caleb exemplified a life of faith. Faith is an activity. It's something that has to be applied. That's what Corey Ten Boone said. Faith is an activity. It's something that has to be applied. You can't tell me that you have faith in God and come and sit in this service and worship like this. If you're falling asleep, your faith level isn't too high. Or maybe your sugar level is too low. <laughs> but faith in God and walk with God is exemplified in my life, in your life. It's not disconnected. Faith isn't something oh, mystical up here. No, it's something that translates into the way we live. In Deuteronomy, God gave this beautiful promise, wonderful word, but not everybody latched on to it. Deuteronomy 30, verse 11, it says this, Now what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. What God has told us, what God has promised to us, what God has purposed for us is not too difficult, but it's always obtained, not by the energy of our flesh, 
not by our own human resources, but by faith in God. And so pray for more faith. Read the word so that you will walk in faith. That's my first point. We walk by faith. Paul the Apostle said in the book of Corinthians, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Again and again in the New Testament, we're told, live by faith, walk by faith. The measure of our faith will be the measure of our devotion. The more faith we have, the more devoted we will be to God. Now, Caleb walked by faith. I see that when he's in the land of Egypt. In the land of Egypt, he learned to step out by faith. He was part of an oppressed people, a slave people, under the powers of Egypt. But Caleb one day heard the words of Moses. God said, let my people go. There were those who said, that's too tough. That's too hard. That's too difficult. But no, Caleb, he said, you know, God gave a promise in the book of Genesis that after 400 years of captivity, that after 400 years of oppression, that God's time of deliverance is coming. And according to my timing, he's right on time. And so Caleb, by faith, stepped out of Egypt. He stepped out of Pharaoh's lordship. See, if you have faith in God, you're going to have to step out. You're going to have to. That's why we ask people to come down to this altar and receive Christ as their personal Savior. That's why we ask people to make a public confession of Jesus Christ. Because what we're saying is this. Step out of the kingdom of darkness by the power and the grace of God and step into the kingdom of God. So we need to step out in faith. He stepped out. He had a new Lord. He left Pharaoh. He had a new life. He left Egypt. <sighs> Some people, when they left Egypt, didn't really leave Egypt. Oh, yes, they left Egypt geographically, but their hearts were still in Egypt. They longed for Egypt. Oh, beloved, when we leave the world, let's leave the world. When we turn from the life of sin to a life of righteousness, let's make that a determined decision, a permanent decision. Set it in your heart. Draw a line in the sand. Cross over and say, okay, I'm now living for God. They left Egypt. He headed out. He had a new Lord. He had a new Lord. He had a new life. And he went into a new land. People who are bound by fear will hesitate to step out. They could become so accustomed to living below God's standards for them that they think that that's norm. But Caleb wasn't like that. He set out for the desert. Now, it didn't look too, much, too good out there, but he set out because that was God's will, and he experienced mighty miracles of God's provision there in the desert. But Caleb, God said of Caleb that he had a different spirit. Faith captured his heart. And when faith resides in your heart, I tell you, by the authority of God's word, you're not going to linger in Egypt 
You're not going to be happy in chains. You're not going to be happy with the lordship of Beelzebub. You're going to want to walk in a new way, in a new land, the promised land. Now, he was ready to step out when he was sent with the 12 spies to spy out the land. The report came back with Caleb and Joshua. We can take it. Let's step out. But the majority report was, you can't do it. Buildings are too tall. Walls are too thick. The people are between seven and nine feet tall. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. Caleb said, stop all of this. He said, God is able. See, once you start learning to walk on water, you like walking on water. Once you start learning to stepping out in faith, you want to step out in faith again and again because you find out that God never lets you down, that God never fails you, that God never forsakes you, that he keeps every one of his word. Now, I, I, I like Psalm 119 where the psalmist says, Order my steps according to your word. He stepped out in faith, but he had to stand alone. Now imagine that. Imagine the Israelites' response to Caleb's faith. You know what they wanted to do? Give us some stones. Let's stone Caleb. Man, being persecuted by the Egyptians is one thing, but being persecuted by the Israelites is another thing. Be willing to stand alone. Be willing to step out in faith and then stand alone. There he stood with Joshua. There he began to tell the people, no, we can do it. Listen to what it said in Numbers 13.30. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, now picture him saying to the people, quiet, listen. We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Ah, would to God, each of us would be men and women who wholeheartedly follow God, who have faith in their hearts that God can do absolutely anything, that would believe God for the impossible, because God is the God of the impossible. And he's looking for Caleb's. He's looking for Joshua's. He's looking for people who will not walk by sight, but will walk by faith. Who will not go according to the flesh, but will go according to the Spirit. Who will listen to the voice of God driving and directing and guiding them. Remember the old saying, never doubt in the darkness what God told you in the light. When you step out, you have to do that. When you stand alone in faith, you must be willing to stand by yourself at times. The words of the veteran apostle Paul in 2 Timothy 4.16 says, At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. Imagine feeling that. The great apostle Paul looking back and saying, everybody left me, everybody forsook me. But then he said this, I pray, God, that it may not be laid to their charge, notwithstanding the Lord stood with me. When people leave you, God comes beside you. 
When people say it's too dark, you say, no, God has my hand and he's the light of my light. He's my light and my salvation. See, Paul knew what it was to know God standing beside him in a dark hour and in a difficult hour. And what a blessing it is to be blessed by the presence of God in those midnight hours. Uh, it must be a walk by faith, but it has to go further. I wish it was just only walking, but it's warring. We must war by faith. Yes, it's biblical. In 1 Timothy, Paul again says, fight the good fight of faith. It's a battle. Now, I want you to notice that the Israelites could not do what God wanted them to do, even though they saw the miraculous power, even though they had God's purposes and plan behind them, unless they had faith. They would not get through the wilderness unless they had faith. They would not get into the promised land unless they had faith. And the more faith you have, the more wholehearted your devotion to God will be. Notice the principle of faith that worked in his heart. In the Bible text, again and again, it states that he went back to the promise. Verse 6. You know what the Lord said to the Moses, the man of God at Kadesh Barnea about you and me. He reminds Joshua, verse 9. On that day Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance. He had gone and spied out the land, and he said, Moses said that. Now, in verse 10, again it says, now, just as the Lord has promised, notice the principle of faith is this. You've got to keep rehearsing the promise. You've got to keep rehearsing the promise. But God, 45 years, 45 years, Caleb took, maybe he had a promise book, I don't know, but Caleb took the promise out and said, God, you promised me I'd walk in that land, it would be mine, and it would belong to my children. And one year went by, five years went by, ten years went by, another decade went by, 45 years went by, he was still holding on to the promise. You have to be willing to say to God, I'm going to hold on to that promise. I'll take it with me to the grave. I'm going to believe you no matter what my circumstances are like. There Caleb was. And the longer that promise kept in his heart, the more it fermented and the more valuable it became. Like good wine, that promise sort of spiritually intoxicated Caleb. He was walking, if I could say it, in the spirit of faith, believing God. So he pondered the promise. What promises has God given you? What verses has he lifted out of the text of Scripture and placed into your heart, and are you living on? The whole Christian life is based on a promise. The promise of our salvation, the promise of resurrection, the promise of our forgiveness, the promise of his second coming. It's all one big promise, and God is the best promise keeper the world has ever seen. He's never broken his word once. Not only do you have to ponder the promise, you've got to plead the promise. Some of you struggling in your bodies, take that promise out. And plead it with God. Oh, God, you're my healer. 
You're the great physician. I want to pray that scripture. It's a warfare. It's a battle. The enemy is not going to let you get through life just sort of meandering unless you're doing nothing, then he doesn't mind. But if you're doing something for God, if you're living for God, he's going to come against you in a dozen different ways. And you need to have the promise of God's word that you plead over and over again. God just said you'd never leave me or forsake me. That's what Joshua did. He took the promise. God set him at the very beginning of his campaign to take over the promised land. He said, Joshua, ponder, meditate on these promises day and night and night and day and day and night. Take Scripture, meditate, ponder, and then plead it before God. Change that promise into a prayer. Remind God of his word. Then stand on it, walk in it, battle through it. Faith is a principle, the principle of faith. Then there's the power of faith. We war by faith. You can't do it in your own energy. You can't do it in your own strength. You have to war in the power of faith. There is an energy a supernatural endowment of strength that God will give to you to fight the battles of life. Caleb's language, a person who's living in the promise, his language is impacted by it. The way he speaks, a reflection of the way he's thinking and the way he's feeling. Here, listen to Caleb, we are able here comes an 85-year-old man when just about everybody's about to retire at 85, sit on the back seat, take it easy, watch others work, you know, be a coach or something like that, just watch others do it. No, Caleb said, give me this mountain God promised me. What gave him the energy, the strength, the vitality to do that? He lived on the reality of the promise of God. What promise is burning in your heart? What promise is sustaining you? What promise has God lifted off the pages of Scripture and inscribed on your heart and said, son, daughter, this is for your life. Believe it. Trust me for it, and I'll do it. I like what Samuel Coleridge said. Faith is an affirmation and an act that bids eternal truths be fact. Faith is an affirmation and an act that bids eternal truth be fact. Caleb, you're going to be an old man. We're going to wander around in the wilderness. Maybe we'll take you in a wheelchair. No, 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 no. God said, every place where I step my feet, I'm going to get there. God promised me. God told me. I believe God, and that settles it for me. I'm going to see what is in the spirit world come into the natural world. The promise of God be fulfilled in my time and lifetime. That's what he believed. Third point, we win by faith. That's how you win. God said in his word, in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is our victory that overcomes the world. What? Say it again. So I can't go on the coattails of someone else's faith. 
my wife's faith, my son's faith, my daughter's faith, my friend's faith. Now, this is a victory. Our faith. Joshua is one of the most mighty warriors in all of the Bible. From the spies who were hidden by Rahab to the story of the walls of Jericho, throughout this book of Joshua, Pastor Ed will continue to point us to the Lord, sharing with us wonderful insights each time he teaches. Though Joshua isn't a book many study, it is rich with content that we apply to our daily lives as we walk with Jesus. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com to spend some time getting to know us and to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith. At the website, you'll find today's message for you to listen to again, download, or even post to your Facebook page to share with your family and friends. Again, that's all available when you log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. In the next edition of Building in Faith, Pastor Ed will continue teaching verse by verse through the Old Testament book of Joshua. So be sure to join us. Until then, may God richly bless you. Your word restores.